Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. I am so grateful and overjoyed that you took time to be with us today. I love to prep my guests and tell you all about them, but my guest today is somebody that I just think you should know, and you'll get extreme value from listening to us in our conversations. He is a person who is a high-performance coach. He has years and trips around the globe that he will tell us about in his experiences. But without giving you too much more, I just want to welcome David Wood to the program. David, thank you for being a guest today. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Allison. I'm happy to be here. And I know we're going to talk about courage, and I know we're going to talk about playing full out in your life. Um, but give our audience and our listeners just a little bit more about who you are and what wonderful things you put out into the world. Sure. I'll give you the quick the quick version, you know, the David Wood origin story. I started in a country town in Australia, had a tragedy when I was young, and apparently my emotions shut down uh, in response to it. And I got really good at left brain stuff. I got... Uh, came top of my school. I got paid to go to university. I then got a job over in New York on Park Avenue consulting to Sony Music and Ford and Exxon. And I thought I had it made. But what I didn't know uh, until I went to a personal growth program was that I was missing some of the key parts of being human. I didn't know about true vulnerability, true authenticity, true human connection, and by extension, leadership and influence. Oh. I didn't know about those things. I was good at business, money, and systems. So the first half of my life was about business, money, and systems. The second half of my life has been a deep dive into what it means to be human, what it means to really play full out and catching up on all the pieces that I missed. So now the people who come to me are successful business owners, um, but if all they want is money, I tell them to go somewhere else because there's plenty of people that can help you with just money. But if you want more money, more time off, and you want deeper connection in the world and to feel better about how you're living your life so that on your deathbed, you can say, I gave it everything. Then yeah, great wisdom. Right. Yeah, absolutely great wisdom. I was just on another, um, somebody else's podcast that I was talking about and they were like, how do you define success? And when I'm, when I'm being silly, I'm like, success is always being invited to the VIP tent, right? That's, that's success. But, but when I'm not being silly, you know, it's, it's about so much more and it's really about enjoying the journey of your, of your life and, wow. you know, feeling like you're accomplishing things, but certainly enjoying that journey. Yeah. You know, I've heard that all my life, you know, you hear that it's got to be the journey. It's not the end destination because the end destination is quite fleeting. And so I've heard that and it seems quite cliche. And yet just recently, I think I really discovered that to be true. A friend of mine said to me a couple of days ago, if I won the lottery, I would still be doing this. Mm. And I'm like, all right, well, that seems like one definition of success. 
And I just, I just told you before we hit record that I decided to get into acting six weeks ago and see what that's all about. And I'm loving it. I, I'm six weeks in and I'm having the best time ever. And I realized if I won the lottery, I would keep doing this. And yes, I have dreams. I'd love to be the lead in a major motion picture for sure. But that's not a requirement for me to uh, enjoy all this. I'm having a blast now. It's like my dreams are met now and sure it can get better. So I think that's a good test uh, for all our listeners. If you won the lottery, would you be doing what you're doing? And it's fine if you wouldn't. Sometimes we've got to prostitute ourselves and you know, suck it up and get through the hurdles. That's fine. But that's one test. And another test is, are you having a blast along the way as you try and achieve these great goals you have for yourself? If you're not, I really would encourage you to work on that. Maybe get a coach, uh, get into a mastermind, go and do a course, find a way to have a good time because most of the journey is that's what's going to take up your time. It's not that fleeting end result at the end of it. Yeah. And, and here's the thing at, at Disruptive CEO Nation, we talk to business builders, CEOs, founders. I mean, we talk to people who intentionally select a tough path, right? They intentionally select the tough path. And so I think they need to be reminded sometimes of, of that balance. And it is a question I often ask my guests is, you know, how do you, how do you keep balance? And it's the, the answers are a wide spectrum of, of things. David, what I want to talk to you about, let's start off with the topic of courage, because again, being a business builder and taking on all that, that risks does take a lot of courage and self-doubt, but, but what are some tips that you talk to people about when it comes to um, making sure that they've built and, and have the right framework to be courageous in their lives? Mm. Well, what just came to my mind is a framework from Dan Sullivan. And um, wait, sometimes I get the names mixed up. Is he the guy from Strategic <laughs> Coach? I think, that, I think that's the one. I hope I'm not misquoting him. But it's a great framework. And he says that what a lot of people think is they have to wait until they have confidence before they can do something. So for example, when I started, um, before I started coaching, I quit my job, went back home and decided to do entertainment. <laughs> I, and I can't sing, but I thought I want to sing and I want to play guitar in pubs and parties and be the guy that gets everyone. Oh, up that sounds like fun playing the guitar at pubs and parties. <laughs> it does sound fun. And to me, it was terrifying. It was terrifying to put myself out there, stand up in front of people and sing, particularly knowing I'm not that great at it. And Dan would say, people think I have to wait until I have confidence. And the thing you need usually for confidence is competence. You got to be good at something. I wasn't good at something. So you see, we've got a problem here. What he suggests is what you really need is not courage and not competence. Sorry, not confidence and not competence. You need courage. Mm -hmm. That's what you need. So when I went and got a singing teacher, that was a way to help myself build confidence. Uh, but then I got a gig two weeks later. So I definitely wasn't ready, but I got a gig. <laughs> they said they'd pay me $50 to play in the corner of a, a bar attached to a squash court. I'm like, all right, I'm That's in. That's success. There you go. There's your definition of there's, success. <laughs> yeah, there's success, right? Still terrifying. And so it really took courage. I had to be willing to suck. And that's really hard for me. You, you, I'd like to say that over two or three months, I got better and better and better. And then I was really good. And then I had, no, no, no. 
I just, I'm a good entertainer. I'm not a good singer. And I earned $10,000 over a year and a half as a professional entertainer. And I almost never got invited back to the same place twice. <laughs> All right. Now I, I give that example because that's an extreme example where I'm actually not good at something and I'm probably not going to get that great at it, but I loved it and I did it anyway. So whatever you're doing, listeners, if it's, if it's starting a new business and you think maybe I suck at this, maybe you do, maybe you don't, I don't know. But I do believe that if you keep going at it, you will get better. And I did actually develop confidence over time. I got better at the entertainment. I got, I knew which songs were a guaranteed crowd pleaser, even with my voice. And I actually got pretty confident. Um, once I got an invitation to come and be on national television and do my act. And we only had five channels at this time <laughs> in Australia. So everyone was watching the show. One of the most terrifying things of my life to walk out there on that stage. I literally peed my pants a little bit, just a little bit. Three drops came out, which had me even more terrified. It was an effort just to walk and get out there. And I like telling that story because I say, if I can do that and walk out on national TV in a kilt, knowing I'm not a good singer and knowing I might embarrass myself in front of millions, then you can do whatever it is you want to do. Sure. It might be nerve wracking. That's fine. Don't wait for the confidence to do something. Just know, Oh, I'm in the right stage here. I should be scared. It's fine. And I'm going to do it anyway. No, it's a great story. I, I think we, we think about in, in, in even the smallest of things, right. In, in business, whether you're having to speak up in a meeting or whether you're having to pitch to investors, what, whatever that is, that intimidation and those nerves are real in that moment. And I, I think people do need to cut themselves some slack to know how to get to the other side of that moment. Um, I think another thing you and I talked about in advance, which, which kind of goes hand in hand with this is no matter, I think how competent you are, we still all can embrace and have moments of imposter syndrome. We can. And just before we get to that, I'm so excited because I realized I, I have another answer. You said, how, how can you have this courage, right? And mm -hmm. that's, that's such a, a, a vague, amorphous thing. People talk about courage, but how do you actually do it? And so I want to give two answers. The first one was realize that this is the way it goes. Just realize this is normal. You don't have to wait. You can do it now and you can feel scared. And someone wrote the book a long time ago, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Super powerful. That's one answer. The other answer is you can prep. You can prep like a badass. You can prep 10 more, 10 times more than anyone else preps. And an example that came to mind is when I decided to get into acting six weeks ago, I started telling people, all right? So there's a step, started speaking about it. And someone said to me, I'm going to an audition for a play. There's a local production of Dracula. Do you want to come with me and audition? And I had two answers at once. One answer was, are you kidding? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know how to audition. And the second answer was, oh yeah, of course. Well, that's what you do. I want to get into acting and a friend of mine's going, so I'm, I'm jumping on top of that. And, but did I just go 
and, and show up and do what everyone else did for the audition and just read what they gave me on the day? Hell no. I, this is going to be a list. I bought the script. Most people didn't buy the script. They just got the excerpts that were sent to them. No, I bought, read the whole script. Secondly, I memorized the scenes that we were going to audition for. I was the only person in that audition that had it memorized and didn't have to look at the, at the, at the notes, at the script. And then I hired an acting coach just for an hour to help me with the audition and tell me like how I can do it better. And bear in mind, I had to memorize not just one role, but four different parts in all the scenes because I wanted to read for four different parts, mm. give myself the, the best choice, the best chance. And then I learned how to do a German accent. I went online and I looked up uh, YouTube videos on how to do a German accent uh, so I could do Van Helsing with that. And then I practiced a British accent and I had friends come over to the house to read. And then I showed up and I auditioned and uh, they ended up offering me the lead. So now I'm doing drag. I love it. Prep like a badass. I love Prep that. Prep like a badass. That's really going to help with the confidence. Maybe you get what you're going for. Maybe you don't. But most people aren't doing this. Most people are cruising at 10%. And my goal in this interview is to have everyone thinking about if I was at 10% now, what would 100% look like if I was really playing for real? Yeah, really, really fantastic. And I, and I think I can absolutely relate because I've shared, I've been doing this podcast for three years and I had, I jumped into it when I started. And even today I'll, I'll listen to it again and I'll be like, oh, listen to all those ums and ahs. And I'm like, nope, that just tells that I am thinking in the moment and really trying to, to listen. So you have to you know, also celebrate your success and the progress that you have as you've gone along. Um, I think that's that's really great. Prep like a badass. I'm going to just keep saying that all day. Yeah, I love, I've never said that before. That came out today. I like it too. I do too. Yeah. Let's go back to the imposter syndrome. Yes. Because, um, you know, I think that's another thing when we talk about courage and 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 confidence, that is a real struggle. Any kind of words or, or wisdom or, or thoughts about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, Again, I'll use this acting as an example. When she said, come and audition, I really thought, how do you audition? I'm a good performer, but how do I act a part? I didn't know how to do it. So definitely imposter syndrome. I didn't know the lingo. I didn't know what downstage was and upstage was and stage left is the actors left or the audiences left. Like, I didn't know all these things. And, and I'd gone, I'd done one acting class and he taught me these exercises. You like coil yourself and, and you get yourself in this, this state. And I thought maybe they'll give me a few minutes to go into a back room and do that. No, they're like, all right, go. And so I turned around so no one could see me. And I just, in half a second, I did the exercise myself and turned back around and did it. But imposter syndrome, my answer is the same as the answer for courage. Get that it's okay. Get that that's how it goes and that you will feel like an imposter. So I felt like an imposter when I stood up on stage to play guitar and sing with two weeks of singing lessons behind me. I felt like an imposter when I went on television. I felt like an imposter when I started coaching at the age of 27, 28. And I'm coaching people who are 40, 50 years old and I'm telling them how to have a great life. I was an imposter. 
I was actually pretending to be something I wasn't for a while. Nowadays, I, I don't tend to do that. I do that less. So that's another tip, by the way. You don't have to pretend. I pretended when I first started coaching, like, oh, I got it all together. Now I just say, like with acting, I don't pretend I'm, a, I'm an amazing actor. I'm a beginning student. And if they like what I have uh, when I read, I'll read some more. That's how I went into that audition. And I think like there's, it, I'll read some more. And I think there's this undertone. I'm, I'm thinking about reflecting on you talking about when you first started like doing high performance coaching. I, I think this undertone of being authentic and in, in all things, but, but also wanting the best for people. I, I think there's a, a difference. I think like you said at the very beginning, if, if you want to be coached to make the most money you can make, it maybe is not me. But I think, David, what you bring forth is you give people this feeling that you want the best for them. And there's something authentic in that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I want to dig into that. And I want to clarify, I'm not saying I'm not the guy if you want to make a lot of money. Yeah, well, I'm I know you if, can help you make a lot yeah, of money. but I'm saying if that's your only goal, you don't want me because I'm, I'm going to look at your whole life. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, wanting, see, if I don't want the best for you, if I'm trying to get something that's going to have me win and not you, that creates separation straight away. And if I can get in tune with, no, wait a minute, I'm not the right coach for everybody. Not everyone's the right client for me. We may or may not be a fit. Let's get on a call and find out. Now I'm building trust with, with the, the prospective client because they get, I'm not just trying to sell them at any cost. I'm like, let's find out if it's a fit. Same with when I went to the audition, and I'm really glad you picked up on that. I wasn't like, they have to choose me. I'm the best person for the role. No, I'm going to prepare more than anyone else did, and I'm going to read. And if the director likes it, I'll read some more lines. That's how I got myself to the audition. And lower, and I thought Dra Dracula was the fourth role, the, the least likely role I thought I would get. I didn't know how to read for it, and that's the one they offered me. And now, I, I was just telling you, I was so pumped up because just before I came on this, I was doing a monologue from Dracula because I had to record it for some audition, and it was so much fun. <laughs> and now I'm getting into it, and the evil, and the and the viciousness, and the arrogance of of Dracula, uh, it's coming alive in me. But I didn't go with you. Need to get me for this. You know, I did an audition yesterday, Allison, for an improv troupe online. And I was honestly thinking, if you're going to choose just one person from this group, you should choose Devon. <laughs> She's amazing. She's got me cracking up. I would maybe join this troupe just to be around her. That woman's amazing. You should choose her. If there's room for a second one, take me. All right. Now, I didn't, I decided actually not to join that troupe, so I didn't say it, but that was, that's the attitude. If you can come from that, You'll build more trust and you can go in with more confidence because you're not trying to put one over on anyone. You're trying to do what's for the greatest good. And I'm not saying that you can't be selfish. I'm hugely self-centered in so many areas in so many different moments. You can still have self-interest. Um, yeah, that's a whole other topic. We don't have to get into that. Well, but sometimes I people think you have to be altruistic. No, you can have both. Yeah, and I want to ask you a question because I, I want our listeners to know um, 
like you're just not a, a high performance coach. Like, like you are a real deal. You um, have been number one on Google for life coaching. You have traveled to all of these, these countries. Um, for our listeners who might not have ever paid for an executive coach or performance coach experience, what would you tell the listeners are the greatest benefits that you can get from being matched or, or working with the right coach? Yeah, there are two main benefits. And, and, and if you don't want these benefits, I wouldn't get a coach. One, you want better goals. So maybe you've set goals, maybe you haven't, but you want better goals. You don't want to get 10 years down the track and go, really? Those are my goals? Look, here I am on the top of the mountain. I chose the wrong damn mountain. So that's one thing. I'm listening mm -hmm. when people give me their goals. Are they lit up by this? That's, that's my test. The second benefit is you want to get there faster. You, you believe life is short and you're probably going to get to where you're going eventually if you keep on going at it, but maybe you want to get there in half the time and accelerate. That's why I get coaches. I want to accelerate dating. So I get a dating coach. I want, I'm, I'm pretty good at branding. In fact, I'm amazing at branding when it's for other people. Mm -hmm. But for my own brand, I get lost. They say you can't read the label from inside the jar. And so yeah, I, absolutely. You know, I'm off it. Like I'm one of the best people you could come to if you're confused and upset and triggered and challenged and you can't work out what your truth is to say to the CEO of the company or to a staff member, or your partner or a kid, I can help you get clarity. But for myself, it's so hard. So I call my coach. So, um, so there's better goals and then you wanna get there faster. Bill Gates, when he wants to play bridge, he goes and get him, gets himself a bridge coach. When I, I've, I play a video game called Starcraft and I'm like, I wanna be good at it. So I went and got a coach to help me, you know, and I got into training and whatever. And he pointed out things that it might've taken another year for me to realize. So if you wanna go, if, if you don't, if you're happy with the pace you're going at and you're thrilled with the goals that you, that you have, that's a great position to be in and I would not get a coach. But if you're like, wait a minute, I'm smart. I'm resourceful. I'm going to do great anyway. I'm already doing great and I want to do better. That's when you have to have the humility to say, I will open up to outside input and not everyone's willing to do that. I'm one of the most arrogant people you could meet. I usually assume I'm the smartest person in the room. Maybe sometimes I am, but it does take some humility to say, all right, I need to open myself up to learning and see where my blind spots are so that I can go faster. Well, not everybody's coachable. I think, you know, right. if you're not going to be coachable, then you shouldn't spend your money either because it's not going to, to work. And the benefits of, as we talk about the human experience and being vulnerable and being willing to be coached and understanding that you don't need to know everything. I interviewed this gentleman, Francisco Weber, and I, I quote him in my book, Building Your Brand, and he is the CEO and founder of Cortical.io. And when I asked him like for his wisdom, his, his high level pie in the sky wisdom was don't believe your own bullshit. And it was, you know, know what, you, what your strengths are, know what your weaknesses are, and right. and be willing to let people know what you need because if you don't 
you will waste so much energy through like the smoke and mirrors that it's not worth it. Oh, whoa. So I just got this great metaphor. I just got this great metaphor. You know, the Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's what we're doing in life. And it's a it's we learned it as, a, as children and we're presenting this image to the world. The social media helps us. Here, I am the great and powerful Oz. Look at me. Look how I've got my shit together. Um, what I'm passionate about and I've been trying to do for 25 years for myself is pull aside the curtain. Don't wait for Toto to pull aside the curtain. Pull aside your own curtain. That's what my, my upcoming book's about, The Mouse in the Room. Mm -hmm. We all know about the elephant in the room, right? You see it, I see it, no one's saying anything. But there's so many mice in the room. For example, I was on a podcast yesterday called Best Morning Routines, right? Something like that. And I realized as I looked at my calendar and I saw that in two minutes I had a podcast interview and that was the name of it, I thought, hang on a second, I might be the worst person in the world to ask about, about morning routines. I mean, I've coached a lot of people with it, but my routine's not very strong. I'm navigating more by intuition and curiosity right now. And so I, I said that on the podcast. I said, I'm not sure if I'm the best person to answer this. I'm happy to answer questions, but I don't have a strong morning routine right now. So I was honest about that. The more we do that with our kids, with our partner, with our family, with our, our boss, with our coworkers, I believe it generates trust. And I, I'm guessing I'm preaching to the choir right now because you wrote a book called Connect to Influence. And one of the ways you can connect is to be real. Tell on yourself, pull aside the curtain before other people do. I talk about 20 years of struggling with anxiety and depression. I've had 15 years of fatigue. Um, you know, I, I'm a mix of like, amazing qualities. And then, you know, at night, one of my favorite things to do uh, often is to smoke some cannabis and, and watch Breaking Bad for the fourth time, right? Tell on yourself, you don't have to go overboard. You don't have to go to the board and say, our company's heading off a cliff. We're freaking out and I don't know what to do. You don't have to do that, but you might find an artful way to do it, which is what the book's all about. It might be Hey, some of you might be scared in this current economic climate. I don't blame you. Sometimes I am too. We don't have all the answers yet, but together we'll work them out. Yeah, absolutely. I can completely relate. Monday night, I was invited to be on a, a webinar. It was actually run in Sri Lanka. Um, and it was about setting boundaries and, and saying no. And I, same thing, I thought, how do I approach this? Because I'm, I'm the worst because I'm a very ambitious kind of person. I, I like to do a whole lot. I'm a working mother. I, I have a lot going on. Um, and so for me, my, my, it's more about intention, purposeful intention. Like at, at least if I'm being harried, I've, I know with intention and purpose, I'm choosing that. And then I'm choosing when I, when I don't do that. So yeah, that, the authentic part is, is so real. Um, we are going to come up on our time so quickly. And I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Focus.CEO. So can you tell us a little bit about that and, and some of the other things that you do? You are an entrepreneur. You have founded very successful um, businesses and endeavors. So we've had this lovely conversation. But as you said, you're you're very serious about getting things done as, as well. So tell us a little yeah, bit about right. Focus CEO and what maybe my listeners might like to know 
um, about your services and what you do for people. Thank you. Well, one thing that makes us different from other animals, I think, is willpower. So animals just, they, you know, they wake up, they do their thing, they forage for food, you know, maybe they create, build a nest. Um, they can't plan. They can't just wake up and say, you know what? Over there is better than over here. Who's with me? They don't have that. We have that ability. And most of us are not using it fully. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're happy with your pace, you're thrilled with your goals, then that's fine. Keep doing what you're doing. If you want to move faster, this word focus keeps coming up. Because what we tend to do is we get scattered. Oh, I want to go over there and I want to go over here. I want to get better at acting. I want to learn accents right now. I want to learn physical stuff. I'd like to learn stage combat. I want to get into theater. I want to get into film. I want to do more improv. Can you see how this is fun and entertaining, but if there are goals in play, we're getting scattered and scattered and scattered. So with my clients over and over and over, I often bring up, okay, let's start with where you want to be in 12 months. And I have a cheat sheet. If people want to download this mm -hmm. at, the, at the end of this, I have a cheat sheet with a checklist of this. Where am I going to be in 12 months? It would have me doing the happy dance. I would dance my ass off. I would call my friends and say, I cannot believe it. Like when I got the role of Dracula, I didn't even know that was a dream until it happened. I called everybody. I cannot believe what's happening. You want goals like that. And then that's too far out, 12 months. So we've got to bring it back. Three months from now, what does it look like? Let's just paint a picture. And that's scary. That can be scary because like, what if I set the goals and I don't achieve it or, you know, but we've got to, we've got to ask that question and then we layer it again, seven days out. What would success look like in seven days? What am I going to choose to care about for the next seven days? And more important, what will I choose not to care about just for seven days? I will put those other things in a drawer. Now that's hard to do because we've got FOMO. We don't want to miss out. And we like the dopamine and the adrenaline. Focus, what really matters for the next seven days. And then I tell you what, if you just try this out for seven days, do what I said about 12 months, three months, seven days, and then practice discipline for seven days and nail each of those goals, just your seven day goals. See how it feels at the end. Do a little review. Did I do what I said? And did I avoid the things that I promised myself I would avoid? If you can do that for seven days and it feels really good, you can do it for another seven days. And once you've done this for a month, this will be your habit and you can keep it for the rest of your life. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to ask you again to give us the name of your upcoming book and when it is going to be available. Oh, great. Right. And you also asked about, about my services, which I appreciate. Um, the name of the book is The Mouse in the Room. And we already have the mini book ready for you. So uh, I'll give you a link where you can, go and, um, you can go and get the mini book. You can get the cheat sheet. And also, if coaching is something that interests you, if you're thinking, yeah, I want to go faster and I want to have more fun and I want more money and more time off and something resonated for you in this interview, then at this same link I'm going to give you, you can go into the navigation, you can click on coaching and um, request a phone call with me and we'll see if we're a fit, see what we could do together. Um, can I give that link out? 
You absolutely can. And we'll also put it in the um, episode description. Great. So you guys already know that focus.co is my website, but I created a special link that'll take you to a hidden page on my site with this gift basket of goodies. And the special link is myfocusgift.com because I want to give you the gift of focus. So what better link to remember than myfocusgift.com take you straight to that page on my site. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for being our guest today and for uh, allowing me to have kind of a, um, a fun and casual conversation, a little off the beaten path from what we usually cover. But I, I think there was a lot of uh, good wisdom in here for our, our listeners just to think about topics like, like courage and focus and imposter syndrome and really trying something new, you know, looking at their lives and, and, and trying something new, even if it's just to balance the grind of what they're doing in their business. And, and so I'm so grateful for that. Um, if you as a listener have heard something um, that David has shared that you think somebody else needs to hear, please forward a copy of this episode along. Also, please uh, give us reviews. We really appreciate that. And if there is an innovative or disruptive CEO that you think we need to speak with, send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, keep your eye on the future. David, thank you again for being a guest. Oh, you're so welcome. And I wanna double click on what you said. Go and leave Allison a review, guys. If something in here touched you, uh, it's as a podcast host, I know how good it feels. It's, it's, it's basically saying, you're doing a great job. Please keep going when someone leaves a review up there. So go and do that for Allison. Thank you. You're so kind. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.